Welcome to the Work the System podcast, where we help entrepreneurs make more and work less using systems. And I'm your host, Josh Fonger. And today we have a special guest. We have Christine Dow. Christine is an American lawyer living in The Hague who helps individuals and small businesses understand and comply with U.S. income tax and other financial reporting obligations. And Christine was actually a previous client of mine. And so today we're going to interview her and find out uh, what she did, how she grew her business, and uh, really just check in on, on her progress. So Christine, uh, let's start with your story. How did you get into being an attorney and what brought you to where you are right now with your business? Well, thank you, Josh. I'm really, really very pleased to be here with you today. I graduated from University of Miami in 1986, and I went to law school because I saw a trial on TV when I was in, in high school. And I was so fascinated by how people present their case in the courtroom that I wanted to learn more about that. Mm -hmm. So I became a public defender in federal court for, geez, 15 years and took a case all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court and argued it successfully. And then I uh, was selected to serve as a senior war crimes prosecutor. And that's what brought me to The Hague in 2006. So I did that for a little while. Uh, well, actually, for eight years. It seems, you know, how you count in dog years, some things seem like they take a lot longer. But after I finished my post with that, I needed to reinvent myself because I had just turned 50. And I now had 25 years of legal experience and finding a new job at that, with that level of experience and a background in government service seemed like an insurmountable challenge. So I drew on the things that I love, which is helping people solve problems and my skills, really good with numbers and spreadsheets. And I understand financial crimes. I understand human nature. So I created my international tax practice. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I got my first client, I got more. And your, the work the system method was recommended to me by a colleague because I said, look, I am inventing this all by myself and I need to figure out how to make a business work. I'm creating it out of thin air. And I remember asking you for an organizational chart. It's like, well, what, what are parts of a business? Because I, I was kind of institutionalized, so to speak, after working in public service. You know, you have a structure and you show up, they give you work. And there, all the forms are already invented. And normally they have systems that work. And I had a clean slate. Mm -hmm. yeah, I remember that years ago, just starting from scratch. But you're pretty sharp. So I knew you'd be successful. <laughs> because your um because your background your mind and your willingness to build structure and you, you did a really good job in the program so let's um let's start from the beginning so you started a company and then what was it like the first couple of years and what, what did you um what did you build well i had the kind of starter's dilemma is do i do everything myself do i spend money that i don't have yet or i'm not confident i'm going to Get. Um, and so I built a flexible working arrangement where I was able to bring on staff who wanted to work part-time and work flex hours uh, so that they could be available for their families. I created uh, an internship program for law students so that they could come in and learn about what it's like to work in a law office environment. And so that kept my costs very low. Uh, and then we got a huge engagement and I needed more people quick. 
And as I, I think I did a lot of public speaking in the beginning and wrote down things as we did them. So I've tried to create templates. I went through, I mean, a lot of entrepreneurs will buy an online course and I actually did all the exercises in Work the System. I mean, all the exercises. And I have to say that one of the most challenging and ultimate, well, a couple of, there's three that I would point back to that I think made the most difference. One was the first one where you have to create the vision of the firm. What does your firm stand for? Mm -hmm. And I remember writing it when I was out at my um, husband's family's house in the middle of the woods and I was inventing things and it seemed so impossible to just describe something that didn't exist yet, that I was going to create this, you know, successful international law practice and I was going to have staff and offices around the world and I was going to have clients around the world. And, and like I was making this stuff, it's like fiction, it's writing fiction. And um, I made it happen. Mm -hmm. So that idea of, of creating that image, uh, that uh, vision that you want to work towards, I thought was really, really effective because when you know where you're going, it helps keep you on track. The other thing is the time and money writing exercise. It made me really value how much I want to give to other people. You know, how much, because I, I come from the public service background where you're not charging for your services. Um, maybe you're working with people with disadvantaged economic background. And so making money can take on, you know, this, like, should I be charging for this? Am I charging too much? Am I worth what I'm charging? And I realized if I'm able to provide a, a great deal, if I, I'm able to solve big problems successfully and meet my own needs, I can then help more people. Mm -hmm. So that was one of the ideas of my growth strategy, looking at how valuable my time is and how valuable the skills that I can bring are to helping people feel, feel better about solving a big tax problem. Mm -hmm. Very good. What was the third one? So you had the strategy and then you had the time money. What was the, what was the third big, big thing that you, that you learned? Documenting how you want things done. Mm -hmm with having a student training program. I had a lot of turnover of staff because they would come in for three months and they'd finish their internship and then they'd go. And it took a couple of years to finally settle on what systems, uh, software systems I want to use, but having the instructions there to help them and make the orientation consistent, help the client experience, being consistently good has helped me scale. Because uh, I think the other thing that happens is when you're starting out and you're solo, you want to do everything yourself. Um, I've had to learn how to really specifically say, this is what done looks like, this is what I want. And to be able to do that assertively as opposed to, oh, it's okay, and then go around fixing it. Um, kind of the codependent entrepreneur. But so actually having systems having principles, having things written out where people can find them, um, and then having the commitment to keeping them 
alive and fresh so that they're relevant to the work we're doing. Yeah, I noticed, I remember that when, when the program is, you were one of the students who actually really did the worksheets, really did the procedures. Then I remember, maybe it was like a year and a half ago, you sent me this email and said, you know, basically you had went from zero people in your team to 15 people in your team and, you know, three, you know, different countries and, and international. I think mm-hmm. you probably could say mm-hmm. that it never would have happened if you didn't put some, some structure in place. I mean, probably would have fallen apart pretty quick. Well, it would look like chaos. And now I'm seeing, I've gotten to the point where I have more clients. I, I can't keep track of everything myself. So now I need to have really good lists and systems and I have some permanent staff now. Mm-hmm. So it's feeling a little bit less like a toddler and more like a, a real a real thing. And I want to be able to scale. So to be able to scale, I need to have things working well enough and clearly enough that people don't have to check with me about how to do something. Mm-hmm. I want to dig in a little bit about this um, idea of internships because a lot of my clients will try this and it's not always easy to do. But looking back, was it was it the right decision, do you think? Did that um, Was it worth it? Do you wish you would have gone right to full-time or do you think you were happy doing the part-time intern you know, on board and then they leave in three to six months and then on board again? Was that that work for you? Um, I, it has worked very well, and and then I selected and hired a, a woman, a junior lawyer, who successfully completed an internship, and she works remotely for the office now, and that's uh, been a terrific success because she's really talented and responsible, and it's a really good fit. I mean, the, the question when you have a training program is you, they're not widgets that you can let sit in the other room and wind them up and they, they need care and feeding and attention and feedback. And I have taught at university and law school level for many years, and I like that part. You know, mm-hmm. I like to help inspire people. I want to create more entrepreneurs. I want people to appreciate how exciting it is to be in charge of yourself and to enjoy that kind of freedom. And so when they come work with me, I can tell them this story and I can help them see what their role is and they get, you know, client contact and they get to do real stuff. Um, and so I, I find that really, really great. My, my challenge has been finding people who are very qualified in international tax. And that's been my focus for the last six months has been um, interviewing and trialing people. And so now I'm getting pretty close to making another hiring decision. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's probably a, an area of law that most people don't have. Well, they almost no one has the same level of experience you have. So to find someone high level is, is key. And this is interesting because a lot of clients I work with, they kind of go through the same growth that you're, you do where you bring on, Kind of lower level intern level staff at first, you're going to grow a few of them. And it's kind of like an interview process. It's a long interview process, the internship process. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. they grow to a certain maturity. And then they say, you know what, I just need a really high level person now to come in who actually has a lot of experience to kind of help you grow the business. I'm not sure if that's where you're at, but that, that's yeah. a very yeah. familiar story with a lot of our clients. Well, I had, I had some other staff two years ago, one person I thought uh, an accountant who was on staff and I thought she would be able to grow with the firm and she 
took a leave of absence and, and ultimately decided not to return. And that um, made me really question, you know, how I wanted to grow, what kind of environment I wanted to create, how much bigger I wanted, to, I wanted the firm to get. Is it a firm? Is it a business? Is it just me? What? Because learning how to manage when you when you start to have a lot of staff, uh, you have to change. You you take on another job, mm-hmm. and so now I have to plan their work, supervise it, um, give them feedback, and hold meetings. And, and and there's a whole another layer of systems that you need for effective dele- delegation, so that it doesn't look like abdication. And, you know, I want really high quality products, so I need to make sure the right people are in the right, right positions. Mm-hmm. So I think the growth curve, I think in part, it depends on the personality of the founders and what their vision is. Um, I had kind of a dip in our growth um, because I thought I wanted to do more business consulting. And so my... Um, I got involved in that and I got a little bit distracted from taking care of what the core needs of the firm were in terms of figuring out how to scale, basically. Um, and my business coach said this year, look, you know, get it, get your systems in place, systems in place so you can scale to a million dollars. And I know what it takes because we had one year where that was our gross revenue. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know what kind of cases I need to have. I need, and I know how many people I need to to push out that kind of work. And you, I think when you're do, doing service work, people can hit the wall pretty quickly in terms of they just can't put any more hours into it. And so then you have a choice: you raise your prices, or you hire people, or you accept ceiling on your income generation and your ability to serve people mm-hmm. yeah very true that, that's those are the, those are the ceilings and be able to decide and it sounds like over the few years of your business you've been able to kind of maybe hit that ceiling a few times and then decide you know go back to your vision maybe tweak the vision and then kind of renew your strength in terms of getting some growth again which is uh which is cool so well, with- i'm seeing that there's more that there's more uh there's a more diverse market than I saw at first Mm -hmm. because now I, in addition to serving American expats, I now help foreign investors who have business interests in the United States. Mm -hmm. And that's also a super narrow, well-defined niche uh, as an American lawyer. And I'm accessible to them because I'm overseas. So they have the benefit of somebody in their own time zone. So what, um, you know, as we we wrap up here, what kind of uh, recommendations would you give to, you know, another entrepreneur, small business owner who's, Maybe they've hit the ceiling maybe once or twice before and they don't have anything documented yet. They're working too many hours. I mean, what, what kind of um, was the paradigm shift for you that made you realize, okay, you need to make a shift here. Any recommendations? I think that documenting what you, well, part of it is take some time off, you know, whether it's just an afternoon to rest and refresh yourself and renew because you can, wad yourself up in a stress ball like a cartoon character who's wedged into discomfort by feeling overtired and and stressed and you can regain your equilibrium by giving yourself some time off Mm -hmm. you know if you have an idiot for a boss and you work for yourself you know you've created (laughs) your own monster so 
So the advice would be, there's some easy ways to document things, which is you can use Loom to record yourself doing something. There's some great software that will record your keystrokes as you're doing something. Mm -hmm. And so it's like slow down. So I have a little placard that tells myself slow down. Mm -hmm. Um, And I record it. I give it to somebody to transcribe it and make steps. Mm -hmm. Then they try to follow it themselves and we work on it and we document something. Mm -hmm. And I've found uh, software that helps me build templates for repetitive correspondence. I do a whole lot of automation. So Zapier Mm -hmm. is my best friend. Mm -hmm. So, and Process Street. Mm-hmm. So you figure out how you want it done, and then you connect all the little pieces of software. So if I want to take in a new client, I click a button, and it puts them in my bookkeeping system. It opens a new file in my project management. It sends them a welcome letter. It creates their folders for their secure storage, and then it creates templates for our workflow and kicks off our stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's super cool. And wow. that's the power of automation and the power of systems because you can't automate stuff unless you can diagram where you want it to go and why. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. All great softwares. And um, it's not like you're sharp enough to figure out how to put them all together, (laughs) which is, which is a, which is a skill in and of itself. Well, that's that's cool. That's great. Yeah. Well, so, so that's good final advice. Um, Anything else that um, you want to leave the audience with? It sounds like that's kind of the main thing you want to say is automation. Where can people find you if they want to find out more about, you know, if they're involved in international tax, where should they go? They can come see me at Dahl Tax Law. Mm-hmm. So D-A-H-L, like the author Raul Dahl. And I also help people with their business systems now. I can help them look at their workflow and what level they're at and what areas of their business that they want to be working on so that they can enjoy the freedom of being an entrepreneur. Uh-huh. Well, cool. Well, very good. Well, uh, Christine, with your advice about taking some time off. It's, I know it's Friday afternoon there, so <laughs> enjoy yeah. your weekend. Yeah. Thank the you time. very much. And uh, it's so already. nice. I really, I really, really, really enjoyed our work together. It was one of the best investments I made in my business. Oh, good. Well, appreciate that. Thank you, Christine. Yeah, it was fun. And you were one of the students where I knew once I saw the amount of work you're cranking out, I knew, well, give it some time. She's going to have a nice big team and a, and a great business. And, you know, literally from no employees to where you were now. Yeah. To watch. Yeah. And, um, so congratulations. I, just, I, re- I remember listening to the webinars on GoToMeeting, sitting in the dark, waiting in the car for my son to finish his violin lessons. It's like, okay, I'm going to listen. I'm going to tune into Josh, and he's going he's gonna to give me the good news on how to get stuff done. <laughs> oh, well, good. Well, I'm glad that um, you, you stuck with it and you kept your vision there. It's, yeah. it's hard to do that, but once you have it, you know where to go and what to build. So yeah. uh, well, very good. Yeah. And good. Uh, thanks, thanks so much. Yeah, and thanks everybody for joining us today in the the podcast. Uh, tune in next week. We're gonna have another uh, guest like Christine, either a previous client or business expert, or maybe I'll be sharing some some things from the field. But either way, uh, tune in next week, and uh, we'll see you then. Thanks again, Christine. All right, great. Thanks a lot.